Today's episode of the Vipo Bodega is brought to you by Apex Apparel. Apex Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your company's needs, from branding, screen printing, and embroidery, to promotional products, marketing, websites, and events. We look to be more of a partner than a provider and grow together to achieve your goals. Design, brand, market your way. Apex Apparel. Contact them today at 865-454-8765. Again, that's Apex Apparel. And welcome to today's episode of The Beat Bodega. You are now listening to The Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. All right. We're back with another episode of The Beat Bodega. How you guys doing? Fantastic, man. Like, we're getting closer to Memorial Weekend, and I'm looking forward to that, which is Why also... Why do you keep saying it's Memorial Weekend? It's May, it's May 8th. Well, I'm talking about the actual holiday, dude. I'm not talking about Lord oh. Rock. Stop thinking about yourself, you dumb bitch. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. Even before Memorial Weekend, my birthday comes up, and you bet your ass I'm going to remember that day before I remember your day, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I am, I am looking forward to, to May the 8th, Gilbert. I, I really am. I think it's going to be a great time. Memorial fun. Weekend is always the best weekend because it's both Eric and myself's birthday. Well, well it, it, we landed the week before this. Well, week. Yeah, this 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 week this year it seems like it's super late, right? Like it's like almost yeah. in um in in uh, June. Yeah, right? it, I love when it lands on my birthday weekend, man. That's the best. It's like a mm-hmm. national holiday for me yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I know that I went a little dark with this episode. Uh, we're gonna I think, yeah, a little bit. So. I should have written it murders and suicides blamed on music because I'll, I'll touch on that too. But uh, I, I mean, it, it is, I guess, more so in the 80s and 90s that it was uh, a lot of a lot of music was was uh, was accused of contributing to a murder or suicide. Um, so I, I highlighted some I'm detailing or I'm detailing some and then I'm, I'm mentioning others It's all blamed on heavy metal music. Yeah, look what it made us do. And that, <laughs> but uh, but no, there, there's 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 some hip hop in there too. They got blamed for music. So um, I'll go ahead and start. Let's see if if you guys remember any of these or or uh, or if this is new to you. So uh, the first band that I'm I'm highlighting here is uh, Metallica. So in 2002, 29 year old Ronald Pittich. Uh, seemingly lost it and killed his mother inside their home by bludgeoning her to death with a barbell before speeding off on his motorcycle and driving aimlessly. Pittich spotted an 11-year-old boy on his bicycle uh, in the same neighborhood, and uh, he got off his motorcycle. And, uh, you know, to the boy's surprise, he pulled off and and then unfortunately murdered him as well. So uh, during the trial, what he said was uh, that he believed that the devil was inside of him and uh, he, he attributed to the song Ronnie from Metallica uh, by, he was convinced that it was written about his life. And then the lyrics in the song include, uh, I lost my, I lost, sorry, lost my way this bloody day. And then it tells a story of a lonely boy. Uh, and then it, it reads that he never smiled and never laughed. And the court didn't take that claim seriously. And then Pittich was handed a 50-year jail sentence uh, for the murders in 2004, which I, I, I actually never knew this story. Had you guys ever heard this story before? Oh, 
no, I, I, I didn't realize that, you know, I, usually when I think about these moments, you know, you, you go a little bit further back to kind of Columbine and Marilyn Manson, which we'll talk earlier or a little later. And then you have, uh, you know, like the Aussie and Judas Priest, which, you know, those, those moments were big, but, you know, this is, I, I don't know if it was as much, um, you know, the guy just tried to throw it out there in the trial to see if it stuck. Like, you know, so they could see that he's crazy. How old is he? He was 29. 29. So, all right. And then he claims <laughs> that the devil was inside of him. Um, you know, it was acknowledged and, and uh, the defense did acknowledge that he was a manic depressive as well as uh, paranoid schizophrenic. And then, but, uh, you know, the moment when it got to the trial and him mentioning Metallica, it was kind of an unexpected turn because they that, that wasn't part of, his testimony in the beginning and then he threw that in later now was he listening to the song while he killed them or did he use it to ramp himself up for the murders it it doesn't say it just it literally says that that he relates to the character in the song um and you know but again it was unexpected during the trial where he threw that out and then you know and then including the fact that he said that he had the devil in him and then it, it led to to those to those murders um and this is thrash metal Metallica too, right? Like this is a what, like 1986 or something like that. Well, uh, year. You know, I shame on me because I didn't look up the song, but uh, I, I mean, if it happened in 2002, I don't know. Let's look. Oh, it's 2002. The yeah, the murder was in. 2002. Oh, damn! So I, wow, I I thought this was some 80s shit, man. Right, because uh, when, when, when you when you hear those stories, you mainly attach it to. Yeah, the 80s. bro. We know we know that like the older Metallica gets the further away from the devil they are Duh. i was saying did he speed away <laughs> did he speed away from uh listening to wherever i may roam or something like that you know what i mean uh, <laughs> you uh, know? Uh, uh, listening to fuel no like, Ronnie, or, or, or he probably he's probably pissed like that new metallica sucks man no, i can't Ron- believe they got rid of the ace so, yeah, ronnie was on the load album the load oh say, my yeah. god damn so, the so load was, album so it was later metallica damn that's hardcore man uh, load album yeah so uh, to almost a Gilbert's point, here's another metal band. Uh, so Slipknot, and, 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 and we're not making fun of anyone's death. That's that's no, no, and this, just... no. This is all documented stuff. I mean, it's just holy shit. Yeah. But um, Slipknot, in 2008, a masked attacker stalked through the corridors of Nick Diedrich's technical school in uh, Krugersdorp, South Africa, uh, wielding a samurai sword. He yes, pers- that's fucking metal. Uh, he proceeded to stab a 16-year-old student, Jacques. Yeah, all of these end in murder. Eric. God damn it! So Jacques Petraeus to death. The attacker also stabbed and wounded another pupil, two gardeners employed by the school. Before he was apprehended, the the attacker identified as himself as another student, 18-year-old Morn Harms. Uh, the mask. First he of wore- all, he's using a katana incorrectly. A yeah. katana is a swiping weapon. <laughs> not a stabbing. It is made weapon. to slash. One. Yeah, it's not a stabbing weapon. <laughs> so he he was he, he was also wearing a mask that resembled Joey Jordanson, uh, the drummer from the band Slipknot. Uh, witnesses later recalled that Harms wore an outfit that looked very much something like Jordanson's um, that he he would sometimes wear on stage. So now also. Uh, he made the mask to resemble the members, including the one he wore during the attack. When police searched Harms's house, 
They found pentagrams on the walls, books about spells and witchcraft, Ouija boards. And, um, yeah, so then again, he, it was blamed, blamed on, on the music choices that he chose. Uh, he's, you know, the, the, it would, but it was mainly pushed by the media because the media, you know, posted out that, uh, they believed that Slipknot's music to be a satanic in nature had an influence on the boy, um, and, and caused him to, to commit these crimes. I'm not a big Slipknot fan and I never really listened to their songs, but I never thought they had like a demonic sound. I thought they were more like garbage metal, like, and I don't say garbage metal, like that they're garbage. No, they landed in that corn era. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, not to make light of it, but maybe that was his like Halloween costume and that's the only mask that he had. He in, well, and he made like, several. I did he make the whole band? He yeah, said, that's I, that's what it says. He, oh, gotcha. So oh, he, was, he, was, he was clearly a fan of the band, but it, it during this whole thing, uh, he, he he was into the dark arts and he just so happened to be a, a slipknot slip fan, yeah, you know? yeah. But but remember, a lot they there was they always used music as a scapegoat, scapegoat, especially with metal. That was, I mean, that, that was synonymous for a while that you know. All this devil music, you know, it, it forces these kids to commit these crimes. Now, I it, there's always been, I mean, think about it since Kiss. You know, preachers would say that Kiss stood for, you know, knights and satanic services. Kings and, and, and Satan's service or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there are different variations of it. But yeah, I mean, it was, they anything that's new when it comes to music, was always blamed by older generations and saying, oh, this is, you know, I mean, look at rock, like when the Beatles broke out, everybody was fucking in, you know, because of the Beatles. And then the 70s, all the drugs and all that. They always blame music, blame the people. You know, I, that, that's just what they wanted to do. Well, I don't think they've ever got, somebody's gone on like a mass killing spree and said that Nickelback fans. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So let's take a look at this photograph. And, uh, that was a really bad Nickelback joke. That was bad. <laughs> All right. So probably one of the most infamous uh, attacks uh, blamed on Marilyn Manson. Um, and of course, that's the, the, uh, the murders in Columbine. Uh, and that was when Eric Harris and Dylan Kleibold killed 12 students during a rampage at Columbine High School. This was in 1999. And then the media blamed them on their gothness as having an influence on their uh, atrocious attacks. The teens listed an industrial act or in, industrial acts such as KMFDM, German metal bands as Ramstein, Marilyn Manson, and um, a few others. But uh, Marilyn Manson kind of received the, the blunt of it. Um, the funny thing was the kids had never mentioned that. If you look at, if you look at, um, I think it was kind of the first reports that came out of uh, that came immediately after the attacks. They, the media immediately started mentioning Marilyn Manson and the music that they listened to because of their appearance. Um, when indeed they really had nothing to do with the attacks, they just immediately blamed it on the music. And then Marilyn Manson actually went on, uh, you know, went on different news channels, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, don't don't blame us for." For what these kids did don't don't tie us into this you know it, it was you know yeah they happened well, I, I think they were going after a lot of things because they went after the video game industry as well oh yeah, yeah. explain the, what happened you know right so just like <laughs> anything but uh 
poor parenting and bullying bullying to like you know right which which, which was the clear problem i mean right. because remember they had they had automatic weapons at home they had all these things and they had been planning this for a while and you know the, the immediate you know i guess this was early clickbait <laughs> You know where they were. You know they were positioning all these bands to be the, the problem with what happened to these kids. And you know, as Eric mentioned, yeah, because video games were targeted heavy during this. You know, during the whole Columbine shooting. Yeah, um, my parents are gonna say, "No, it wasn't me. I'm the perfect parent." You don't right. know how you neglected your kid, man. Like you, uh, yeah, you're uh, trying to live your own life, man. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that that also was like the first, the first of its of its like kind in that massive. Uh, media you know what i mean where you know um it was, it was I, I, televised there was i know it was CNN, live. right like yeah. cnn like you know there wasn't a cnn before like to to kind of like you know bring this to 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 light to everybody and it was like 24 7 coverage of it for for weeks at a time like like i mean it i actually heard somebody talk about this how how we as a, as as um have become kind of desensitized to the violence like where in in columbine effect that they were talking about that for months and now like it happens the school shooting happens every other every other month and we don't even talk about it anymore you know so um you know and it was in a place it, it what was it colorado. bowling colorado columbine it was yeah. like you know what the fuck's gonna happen there you know right. so so it catches the world off guard never in in that kind of a community right because it was a pretty prominent community yeah, it was an affluent yeah. community yeah and, and then so, but but I what I what I find interesting too is like all, with all the all the all the ones you know uh, the you know the Sandy Hook um, and the one down here, um, you never hear a mention about their music anymore. Like it's it's all gone to like mental health, bullying, all that stuff. Like they've kind of know what where that comes well, from. Where now, it actually you know? comes from, yeah, because, right, yeah. But you know, so the, it, it goes on to say that you know immediately after the attacks, Marilyn Manson actually had five shows scheduled. Uh, to take place in that week and respectfully he had canceled them all yeah i remember that but then immediately after that's when the publicly lashed out when the public uh, lashed out at the newscasters for blatantly accusing him for being part of the tragedy and you know i guess obviously his fans and you know it's marilyn manson was the one that actually in that interview said you know don't blame us for bad parenting you know oh really okay uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know that obviously that's that's probably the more the more famous or the I guess the, the more um, the more the most notarized one just because it was such a big event that you know as Eric mentioned you know so there was so much uh, media that came out of that I mean there was videos of them walking through the hallways when they aired it you saw the kids jumping out of the windows you know and, and being brought out in you know out in the open getting away from the shooters uh, I mean. And to your point, Gilbert, people have become numb to it because media is so accessible. You know, you immediately have anything that happens on your phone right away. There's, you know, it, it was funny. I was listening to, um, I, I want to say it was an episode of Rogan. And, uh, you know, one thing that they mentioned is how far the media is going as far as to what, what they're, uh, you know, what they're airing because they realize they're losing, you know, they're losing their strength because you don't need to wait for the news. News automatically hits your phone because you have a bunch of people out in the public holding out their phone when the incidents happen, you know, and, and you watch, I think the more these things that happen, I, 
you know, you're going to see things like clickbait or exaggerated articles or immediately blaming things like music or, you know, because now the me the media or the major news channels are, are kind of losing their grip on, on what they were the first ones to uncover and unleash to the world. And I, I think maybe this era was kind of the beginning of it because you had so much footage. I mean, not you, you, not only did you have the media footage of the building outside, but because of lack of a better term, like the whole big brother thing that the school was covered in cameras, they caught, you know, footage of when they were inside the cafeteria, walking down the hallways. So I think with, and it was being released to the public. And it was that's another thing like that, you know, up to that point, you never, you never saw that. Right. It was, it was that, that sensational sense. I can't even say the word, but just the media, like they needed, they needed ratings. Right. So they, they pushed the, the stronger content towards the audience and, yeah. and, you know, they want to get that shocking, um, shock factor. Yeah. You know, where a lot of the times that was like to like more lowbrow, uh, yeah, news things. and yeah. now you have your mainstream pushing that kind of, kind of, um, media now. Yeah, like the you know airing footage like that was considered taboo, and now now you realize. Let's face it, that face is a death shit, right? Yeah, that's stu- that stuff you would have probably rented or watched at a one o'clock show, a one in the morning showing in a movie theater. Yeah, and now you could just watch it at the eight o'clock, nine o'clock news. Yeah, I mean, you you remember how it was before? Like they would warn people before we air this, make sure that you know. And now it it just airs, like I mean, how many times? Uh, you know, especially within this year, any time that there was, you know, any any time of uh, or or any newsworthy moment that showed violence, that it would just constantly air and it would repeat and it would repeat and it would repeat. I mean, it's uh, and we seek it. You know, yeah, that's the worst part. You know, I, I know that if I see something, I I sent a few friends yesterday. Um, we're taking a trip and we're flying on an airline, and there was this video of, of oh, fight an airline. <laughs> My fucking ass had to go and click it. Yeah, that, because that, I wanted to see what it was, and it's yeah. like I'm there and I'm looking. I'm saying, man, that's horrible. That's stupid. But there that, I was watching it. Is that the one that happened in Miami International? Yes, it was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Miami. Oh man! Uh, all right. So you had uh, mentioned corn. Did you hear about that baby that's officially named corn with a K O R N? Backwards R today. Yeah, I I don't know. If they did the backwards <laughs> R, but there's a baby walking around named, named corn. Corn. Those parents are assholes. They are, bro. Those people suck. <laughs> or meth addicts, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know it. why they would do something like that. But but uh, all right. So. Shit. Here's uh here's another Nick, one. Nick, if that was you, man, I know you love that band. Please tell me you didn't make some cake corn, man. And if you did, is the R backwards? Like That's fuck, it. man. But uh, all right. So now we have in 2009, Michael Miller attacked his wife and children with a knife. Miller's wife and daughter died from the attack, while his four-year-old son uh, survived after 11 stab wounds. Uh, Miller told the police that he stabbed his son more because he loved him more. Miller also confessed to police that he believed that he was possessed and that his wife was a demon. Uh, He went on to say before attacking his wife earlier that morning that he had started shouting out the lyrics to an Eminem song. Uh, According to Miller, he especially focused on the words, here comes Satan, I'm the Antichrist, I'm going to kill you. 
uh, he then viciously attacked his family. Um, so uh, many sites picked up the story and all, you know, all focus on the involvement of Eminem's lyrics. Uh, strangely, you know, the lyrics, they, you know, don't seem to, to be from any actual Eminem song. Um, you, know. Uh, you know, when you, when I, I, for some reason, I thought you were going to say it was because he was listening to Stan. Is that the the one he has the, that he's like a fan or something? Yeah, and, and then he kills his, his, yeah, his girlfriend. I thought, I thought it was to that one. Well, and, and you know what? I, I mean, it's, he is extremely vivid with a lot of those songs and very detailed and, and, but, but why can't we explore those dark corners, right? right. Well, I, but, you know, yeah. like yeah. look, he's he's an artist and he's expressing probably what you know things that he thought are. I mean, if, but we got to realize we're not dealing with normal people, you know. Like it's it's not like hundreds of people went out following Eminem's lyrics and and committing these acts. There's always one bitch of the bunch that ha- makes all this shit happen. But unfortunately, one one mention of an artist then you know that that's a media frenzy everybody they they think oh this is our chance this is our way to tie it in and make it big news you know like we talked about before that it seems like every year the media gets dirtier and dirtier and you know it's they do whatever they can to 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 find ratings you know the past few years clickbait has been you know the thing of savagery and and now you know you, you see it here especially when you read these stories how none of these moments um, really had anything to do with the lyrics until it was a slight mention or, or they were able to tie it in somehow, some way. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Eminem explores some dark lyrics, a lot of them in jest and some of them actually just telling a story like that. If you focus on the story of Stan, he's just talking about a crazy fan. You right. know? And then the fan taking his lyrics too, too literally. But, um, but, you know, after everything was said and done, they realized None of this really tied into Eminem, but he did face some scrutiny because of that. Um, so these were notable, not not murders, but uh, well, one was a murder, two were suicides. Um, Ozzy Osbourne was the first lawsuit blaming suicide with the. Song. Were there ever? I'm sorry. Were there ever drugs involved in any of them, or was just straight yeah. up a lot of like most of them had uh, mental disorders? No, no. Um, actually, the the uh, the gentleman with the samurai sword, the Slipknot fan, he was he was a heavy drug user. Okay, um, but so famously, uh, when Ozzy Osbourne released Suicide Solution, uh, that was actually the first lawsuit blaming music on a suicide. Um, Judas Priest, uh, you know, they were they were in trial, or they were I, I guess they were uh, questioned in, in a trial um, because. They believe that, um, and if you played the record backwards, you'd hear "Do it, do it, do it," like you know, commit suicide. Turned out not to be it, not to be the case. And then Slayer um, was also part of a lawsuit uh, for the murder of Elise Poller, uh, and those those were some some other notable. It's ones. just so crazy how all these bands use all this imagery, and you know, <laughs> and it's just to sell albums, man. And people just. They fucking run with it, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> like yeah. I, I, it's like because some of Slayer's art is the darkest shit I've ever seen. Even Judas Priest, and you're like, God damn, man. And then they're at home with their daughters. <laughs> you know, like it's like 
Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, perfect example. So we I mentioned Kiss earlier. It was always a gimmick. It was always a gimmick to sell. You know, and, and it, I mean, shit, there were a disco band at one point, you know, and, and great song. Yeah. And pe people took their image so literal. I mean, look at, think about what you thought about Ozzy Osbourne when we were kids. Oh, he's so dark. He bites fucking bats heads. He snorts ants. But then you watch him when he had his reality show. Sharon. <laughs> But, you know, it was him, his wife, his kids. They were clowning around. You see, he's kind of dopey. You know, like, it, it's it's all a gimmick. And people took it too, too literal. You know, they said, hey, look, this is, you know, we got to come up with a gimmick to sell our records. This is what we're doing. And, you know, then, and then unfortunately, there's, you have a lot of, um, you know, I mean, you name it, call it, like, uh, you know, Bible thumpers and all these people that they, they try to seek something to blame instead of pointing the finger at themselves and saying, you know, maybe our parenting is the problem or, you know, the, the, the doctrines that we try to instill in these kids is the problem. Um, so I have two songs specifically linked to uh, serial killer investigations. Um, one, I mean, uh, Helter Skelter with the Beatles and the Manson family murders, you know, even though Charles Manson never really killed somebody. Um, but, um, you know, this was actually in, uh, in it was kind of debunked the whole theory about a race war and Helter Skelter. Uh, but for the longest time, you know, it was, uh, you know, he would just mentioning the term Helter Skelter, you tied it into uh, Charles Manson when, you know, wasn't you, that like something that Hitler said in Mein Kampf or something like that? It, it, that so, word? yeah, what, what it was, let me see, because I, I do have it here. Um, well, yeah, I, I thought I had it here, but no, it, it's actually Helter Skelter is actually an English roller coaster. That's what the song's about. Okay. You know, and then, you know, famously, you two mentioned, you know, this was a song from the Beatles. Charles Manson took it and we're taking it back. But you know, a lot of a lot of the the thought behind Helter Skelter and the race war was actually, uh, as I mentioned, debunked. And I, I have the book somewhere. Uh, it's, it's called Chaos. Chaos, but um, but famously attached to a serial killer, and then ACDC's Night Prowler and Richard Ramirez. Um, you know, Ramirez committed 16 murders across the state, uh, but when he actually accidentally left his ACDC hat in one of the crime scenes, the media looked at looked to the metal band as the motivation for the violence. When he was caught and put on trial, Ramirez claimed that ACDC's song Night Prowler inspired him uh, to sneak into people's houses. The song is actually about a kid sneaking into his girlfriend's house while her parents slept, but immediately between the ACDC hat and Richard Ramirez mentioning that, you know, they you know, they made it a bigger deal when it came to the music. Um, other notable incidents was there was a serial killer that was blamed. Um, or I'm sorry. There was a serial killer that had Lincoln Park's music blamed on him so much so that. Um, Park. He, yeah, he was he was referred to as the Lincoln Park murderer. Uh, or because he is Chicago, or because he liked the the band so much. No, it was. I'm sorry. It was the De Denver's Lincoln Park Strangler. Wow. So back in the early 2000s, a man from Colorado named Richard Paul, 
Richard Paul White confessed to killing six people. During his confession and some exclusive interviews, Richard stated that the metal music, mostly notable or most notably Lincoln Park and Metallica, was what led him to such violent acts. He even got the nickname Lincoln Park Strangler. Uh, besides metal, he also claimed that the violent video games were one of, uh, were ones that caused him to act out and commit these violent crimes. But that's also during the time that video games were blamed for a lot of other shit. So I'm assuming, you know, this guy's a scumbag. He's a fucking murderer. He figured, let me blame it on all this, except blaming it on the fact that I'm a fucking psychopath. But, and then... Um, Whatever helps, right? I, you know... It's unfortunate that music's always that it's been a scapegoat for a lot of these things. But um, I was thinking about that. Like, if you had a, do you have a song that you would prefer to kill someone to? Like, if you had to kill someone, do you would you like something playing in the background? Because I have one, and I've always thought it since the first time I heard it. Not that I would kill somebody, people, but if I did, it would be to Nine Inch Nails. It's off the Closer album, A Warm Place. It's the instrumental song that it's like very slow. And it'd also be a good breakup song. But those two things are kind of the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you get a chance, like, that's the song I would kill. The so ultimate breakup. So, the- <laughs> <laughs> also, also, if it ever happened, if, uh, God forbid, if it ever happens, you just confessed here yes. and went to record it. I was wondering be, if you guys okay, cool. My, my would be Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson. Ooh, that's just dark, bro. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. Well, what was the song in one of the episodes that you said the song's about murder with uh oh was, running just as fast as we can? Yeah, oh yeah, there you goes. Yeah. yeah that, you, you, now. yeah, I, you're the only oh, one yeah. that thought that, but all right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you made a pretty convincing case. You did. Carlos, Carlos, <laughs> go with answer. How about you? About, Do you have something? I had never thought about that, man. But okay, off the top of your head, like if you think, oh man, I'm gonna kill you, like you know. I wish I, this was playing in my gra- you gotta have your own theme music, you know, for every I it, it would be man, I guess anything that would sound like a fight song, you know, like uh like something. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh but I I may maybe like any any rage song I guess I don't know like right. I can't I I never never thought about that but uh you know this if if they need this for evidence later on I'll make just don't sure. play don't don't play Debbie Gibson around me uh, <laughs> or play backwards Hey man Electric Youth that's a great song man <laughs> All right so uh th- this one was kind of obvious I, when I read it I. It's a shame that I left when I heard it, not when I heard the story, but when the song and the band came up. So, Drowning Pool and Bodies. So, if you're a UFC fan, you know, you remember hearing this song a lot in the, in the intros. I'm a, I wonder if that's why they stopped playing it. Didn't that guy die? Uh, I think so. One of them That's died. the, let's the body hit the floor, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I, think yeah. The, I think the singer died or something. Yeah. So, it says... Besides being criminally overplayed, Drowning Pool's <laughs> bodies was blamed for the infamous 2011 shooting rampage in Tucson, Arizona. Jared Loeffner was found guilty, killing, uh, killing six people, and, uh, including federal judge John Roll and critically wounding U.S. Representative uh, Gabrielle Giffords. Um, during the investigation, the police revealed that Loeffner 
was a drowning pool fan, especially uh, to the song "Bodies." After media, after this, after the media reported, um, many people started blaming the song for the tragedy. However, uh, it was not the first time that this song was accused of inducing violence. Back in 2003, a teenager named Joshua Cook shot his parents while listening to "Bodies." In addition to this, the track had a bad reputation after revealing that it was used during violent interrogations in Guantanamo Bay detention camps. Seems like Drowning Pool guys just didn't have any luck with this song. That was the most shocking part. Did they get residuals from Guantanamo? Like, do they get? <laughs> do they get government? Like, good no, no, no. I don't think so. But that that was kind of fucked up. That that, that, that just was, sucks. That you made a song, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, dude, you made this song, and it famously went down as history as well, like th- through all these bad incidents. I mean, but let's. I mean, you 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 write a song that says let the hot bodies hit the hit floor. The like, floor, yeah. Let what the, the fuck do you expect to be the... playing at the fucking bar? You know what? Or something like the best use of that song, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's one of these. Um, those big mega churches that they they the power yes. of Jesus Hi. and it's 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 the Indian dude. So and he, that song comes out and yes. it's timed perfectly to that. And it's one of the greatest uses of that song. Yeah, yeah, Benny Hinn. Oh, the, Benny Hinn, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you that get a chance, awesome. look that up because you'll laugh. <laughs> so this this bonus was for Gilbert. Oh boy. So Teresa. No. So do, do you know the story about Polly? From Nirvana? That's a song by Nirvana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the whole <laughs> thing about um, that it was a torture? Yeah, so originally, the song was titled Hitchhiker, and later on, Cracker, but ultimately ended up Polly. The song actually dates back to 1988. The song was originally inspired by a kidnapping of a 14-year-old girl. In 1987, she was returning from a concert in Tacoma, Washington, when she was abducted by a man named Gerald Friend. He took her back to his mobile home and raped her. The girl who's, uh, whose name was never released was tortured with, uh, with a whip, a razor, and a blowtorch. She managed to escape when Friend uh, took her for a ride and stopped for gas. Uh, he was arrested and, and then sent to jail. But it's funny because I, I never really paid attention to Polly because it was, you know, that slow acoustic verse and but when you actually hear the lyrics that's it's actually him talking through the torture of of mm-hmm. of the victim and so it was i didn't know that it was based on this on this incident that happened in uh, in tacoma yep so so <clears throat> look at at the end of this there's always going to be crazy people the media is always okay. going <laughs> there's always going to be crazy what people the fuck? <laughs> The media, Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I think you just let the world in on a big secret. Yeah. <laughs> Cra- crazy people will always exist. Oh my god! We're break- breaking news at the bodega. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> well, if you let me finish, I'll, I'll, so crazy oh people god. are always going to be a problem, and the media is always going to find a way to drag you into it. You know that, and then unfortunately, they they try to find something to tie it in, and music has been a scapegoat for a lot of it. I mean. Not not only for this, but you know, uh, street violence with with hip hop, uh, you know, all satanic rituals with metal bands, um, you know. When ultimately, you know, there's crazy people that exist. There's people that are going to commit crimes, unfortunately, and you know, they're taking 
these these artists or these artists and their music and converting it into something that it shouldn't be. But it's just weird how you know you do create something that does give that vibe off, right? Well, it, I've listened to some grimy shit that you're just like, man, that's that's dark, and it makes me uncomfortable. Like it'll make my skin crawl type deal, right? But, so but as, you know, it's like, it's cool that you could create that. So I'm not saying that they they went out to kill somebody, but that's something that you could you could uh you could give that vibe through music. That whew, holy shit, dude, yeah. you yeah. know, and scare an audience and. No, but you could do it. You could do it through books. You could do it through movies. It 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 just happens. There's just you know, unfortunately, there's people out there that that uh that take it too literal, or or I mean, you know, now more so than than back then, people finally realize you know, mental illness is a problem, and you know, but that what makes it worse is media will take these moments and glorify them, and then you know, then you know. Then you end up with these moments where they take these bands and say, you know, it's their fault. They're the one, they're the reasons why this happens. I mean, think about when they were burning books because of its content. You know, when, um, you know, with these artists, and then now, you know, with with current artists and talking about why kids are depressed and, and all this. It, it, look, they're always going to find something to blame, and you know, we're shallow and arrogant creatures, and we're it's ne- nobody will ever say it's us. You know that, that I think the, this show came off more like a sermon than than an entertainment piece, bro. Oh, it it's, a, it's a dark conversation. Holy shit, man! Jesus Christ! I'm gonna go hug my daughter right now. Oh my! <laughs> but no, it, well, I mean, it was. And a, if you tune next week, we'll bring you the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was. This it was been a dark show, dude. Uh, I'd say it was good. It's murder. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna be dark. But, it's murder. Can we talk about like uh, fucking Britney Spears or some shit? That's that. That may be darker. Well, you're that may already be darker. killing shit to Debbie Gibson, man. Yeah, that's true. So fuck yeah. you, man. Yeah. But but no, I mean it, it's part of music history, and we talk about music. Uh, I mean it, it, it's it, I mean it's it's a shitty subject, but it exists and it's out there. But what we'll do is we'll switch over to news and what's currently going on. And unfortunately, we're going to start it off with the unfortunate passing of Shock G, uh, who passed away at 57 years old. Um, his body was discovered in a hotel room in Tampa. The cause of death is still unknown. Uh, no signs of trauma were found at the scene. Yeah, um, man, that, that's crazy. Like, when you hear that, like, found in a hotel room? Yeah. Like, and, fuck. You know, and, and if, you know, younger listeners don't know who Shock G is, uh, he was part of Digital Underground and... Uh, you know, famous kind of the beginning of two created the West Coast sound, right? They they're they're responsible for that West Coast sound, like they're all for, that sampling of funk. funk shit. Yeah, they you know, um, you know, Bootsy Collins was him and Shock G were were close friends, and yeah, that that funk bass and and all those samples from the Funkadelic uh, that they were the ones to, to bring it up, um, and then famously, of course, Tupac started kind of started their career with them, um, but rest in peace, Shock G um you know one of the more colorful characters in that time in hip-hop so i don't have new music but it kind of ties into to the news but logic and madlib have revealed uh that their new collaboration dubbed mad jick with uh the retired logic uh had had a uh, with acclaimed producer madlib um they released their first track called mars only part three uh, it came out on the 23rd. It's actually a dope track. 
Um, so that's my new my news slash new music. And then this was pretty cool. And um, you could find the video on YouTube. So Nancy Wilson, the guitarist from Heart, uh, performed uh, an, Eddie, an Eddie Van Halen tribute song called For Edward. It was an acoustic solo. And then um, it, it was actually pretty cool that she paid that tribute to, uh, to Eddie Van Halen. And they toured together. You know, they were close. And then um, she also uh, announced that May 7th, she'll be releasing an LP with a mixture of original tunes and covers that include Pearl Jam's Daughter, uh, Bruce Springsteen's The Rising, and then it, it ends or caps off with uh, the tribute to uh, Eddie Van Halen. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I, got, a, I, got, a new, I got some new music. Finally. Thank you. Um, so uh, The Amazing Her, uh, she just dropped a new single, uh, which uh, is featuring Chris Brown. Um, it's, the song's called Come Through. It's a really dope song. It's, you know, mellow, kind of chill stuff. But um, she's amazing now, a grand, uh, Oscar Award winner now. She just mm -hmm. won an Oscar yesterday for uh, um, for her. I think her song is Soul, right? I believe that was yeah. the, the, song. the movie from the, song? From the movie. So, yeah. Um, Great movie, just, by the way. Yeah, she's just super dope, you know, multi-instrumentalist. Um, I, I consider her like the, the female prince, basically, man. She, and and she can shred on the guitar too. She, I mean, she's she's just a badass dude. Yeah, so talented. Yeah, I just wanted to give her a shot. And I thought it was something else that was pretty cool that uh, Kanye designed a shirt for, um, from um, from Balenci Balenciaga, and it was uh, a DMX tribute shirt, and it raised a million dollars towards uh, DMX's family. And so I, I think it was, it was only like ten shirts were made. Yeah, it was something crazy. No, I'm exaggerating. I'm sure those shirts were not cheap. Yeah, no, I mean, anything Balenciaga is going to be huge. But, or, and then he also, I just saw... Yeah. Kanye was also the guy that released a plain white t-shirt for a shit ton of money and made a fortune uh, off of yeah. it. I, I well, saw his... something today about um, his slides that everybody was oh, yeah, yeah. dragging on them, but they sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he also, his shoe, the, so this rare sample that he wore, the first Yeezys that he only wore, I think, to a Grammy Award or, or something like that, to one of the award shows, just sold for $1.8 million. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye. Uh, people, I, people think he's crazy, but... Dude, I love fucking, that guy. That guy, he's, right, he's the wealthiest rapper of all time, right? Now he has the, surpassed Jay-Z. The most wealthiest black man in the world, the, period. Yeah. Six point really? six, yep, six point six Holy billion dollars. Shit. He beat what out Oprah. Fuck? He beat yeah. out Oprah. Weren't they saying he I was guess. broke a few years ago? Uh, no, but I mean, the yeah, no, is, that 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 was, that was a thing. Yeah, was, no, yeah. well, he was saying that. He yes, went from like the zero whole, to six billion. But he <laughs> was he wasn't broke. He wasn't. The whole broke. that guy is amazing. The whole houseway <laughs> thing <laughs> is because he had invested a bunch of money. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, what he what he's been able to do, you know, with um with the gap yeah. now and then you know bringing adidas into prominence again and with everything with everything i just i wonder what that 6.6 .6 billion entails because i think that's net worth um but that i think there's there's like a um a, a component of of what his name's worth like but it's not something tangible that you can um you know consider net worth i guess there's Something, some there's something fishy about that. Not fishy, but I mean, he's still rich as fuck. But God bless him. <laughs> I, uh, well, it, it says is it his net worth is one point eight billion. That's what that's what Forbes. For, so Forbes labels yeah. it more closer to one point eight. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, it says and then Hollywood Reporter 
said it jumped to 6.6. Let's see. uh, Excuse me. Yeah, it says uh, Forbes disputes the figure. Yep. Um, But yeah, so it says a favorite sneaker collector's fashion press Yeezy is now worth 3.2 billion to 4.7. And that's primarily due to the brand's deal with like German sportswear Adidas. 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 Yeah. And then uh, it says later this summer, he is expected to be worth more than 907 million uh, with the deal with the gap. I'm sorry. The deal with the gap is 900. Wow. That's, worth 900, yeah. That's heavy. Can't yeah. wait, man. He's putting the gap back in the mouth. He's going to, you know what? I'm going to say it here. Kanye is going to bring back malls. Malls are going to become <laughs> popular again. Yeah. It says... When was the last time any of you have been to a mall? I got a mall all the time. Uh, oh, you do? Last yeah. week. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's just me. I haven't been to a mall for like two years, three years. No, I'm oh, lying. No. I didn't go last week. I went recently. Oh, but you guys have girlfriends. Uh, that's, that's probably what it is. And, and a wife. And, I'm, no, and I have I, a, a mean, mean but, sneaker addiction. No, but first that's of all, true. The, but the, there's the, online. You could go online shopping. The right? mall that I went to is an outdoor mall similar to the falls. <laughs> it's a mall. <laughs> it's, it's still not indoors. Though, but oh. Anyway, oh, I got something to show you guys. I got something for show and tell. Check this out. We have a show and tell segment. Hey! hey. Look what I got it in the mail today. Shout Along out to with that for nerds. Hold on, hold on. I didn't wear it because I haven't washed it yet, but I will wear it on the next show, maybe. Nice. Hey. 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 Yeah, well, I didn't even know they had merch. That's awesome. Yeah. They, well, I, I saw the shirt and I've been, I've been dude, if, if Nick, uh, Martin, if you guys are listening, it's those guys, that, that weird guy that's been watching all your dailies in the last two weeks. That's me. And them. <laughs> I think I watched all 25 that are up there, except for two. But yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, dude, shout out to them. Uh, but no, oh, cool. you know what? We didn't talk about one thing, too. Met the man in Red Man. Oh, well, here we go. This no. is a big deal for this. Well, for, yeah, well, Gilbert and I, we called each other, texted <laughs> each other. It was the best verses of all time. It was really. Like, it was a little. It was a little choppy in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but then they, they, they got. They kind of got their groove back. No, they fucking tore it. So up. they do rap. You're not just listening to their music. No, 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 no. They're, no, yeah, no, they're no, performing. No. This was. They, I mean, this wasn't re- really a verse. It was a concert. You know. Okay. Three hours. It was wow. long. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was long. Yeah, yeah like, but were they having fun up there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It was incredible. Their banter is great. And then they. But they brought so many people out. Keith Murray. DJ Cool, Lord, Lord of the Underground, Riza Capadonna. Oh yeah, Riza Capadonna, Inspector Deck. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, hey, it was friends. K Solo. Yeah. Are they friends outside? Like, oh, are they good? Very, for very touch? close. Yeah. yeah. DJ Cool. Yep. DJ Cool yeah. I mentioned. Yep. Nice. I yeah. saw Riza recently. He was in a, in a great movie, uh, Nobody. Have you got a chance I, I, to watch oh, that? Oh, with uh, um, Bob, um, Bob and Kirk. Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Yeah. I'm dying to see that movie. Great movie. Yeah. But uh, but no, dude, it, it was. Uh, well, I saw all three hours of the other show. I know Gilbert <laughs> kind of faded at the end. Yeah, bro, I couldn't. I mean, I I was like, I didn't, on, I, I didn't think it was gonna be three hours long. But like, it, it it got, you know, the the closer they got to the end, and they played a lot of their hits, and then they started bringing people on. It was fucking dope. It, it was such a good show. 
Um, and then uh, at one point, Redman announced that he's starting a new political party. Um, what's it called? Something about uh, like oh, the, the weed, the uh, marijuana smokers. Uh, yeah, I forgot what national it was. party. Was it a free concert? Was it free? It was or did a, you have to pay? No, it was free. It's on awesome, Instagram. Man. It's on Instagram. So cool, man. Yeah, they haven't announced what the next verses is, have they? I haven't heard. I haven't seen. I don't think so. I don't think they were on. But shout I'm out to dying Swiss. to see some music, man. Yeah, shout out to Swiss Beats and uh, Timberland for. I mean that that's been one of the biggest things of you know during this whole pandemic is is the verses. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it Swiss Beats that called out a lot of people during the service at DMX too? I read that he says that a lot of you people are showing up here, but didn't show up when he needed your help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing to say at a did, funeral, man. Did you see the... I mean, he took it personal. It was his friend. But, yeah, but, you know, that's that's just life, man. Did you, you know? see the the uh, the procession that they did? With the monster truck? With the, the monster, monster truck, truck, man. Hey, man. Do you then, see him going out any other way? No, dude. Yeah, uh, with all with all the Rough Riders following, <laughs> love it, dude. Motorcycles all over New York. That shit was dope. It's so crazy, man. Like just like, and it was you, what you it just went don't from... realize how important that was like, in your life. You know that the like that era in your life, like DMX when he came around. How many great moments you had to that album? Like the, those first, at least for me, the first two albums. You know, the first two albums were phenomenal. Like holy the, shit. The, the I mean. The, when I, I'll, I'll I'll remember I remember vividly when I first saw um, uh, Get At Me Dog. I was with Gilbert. We were in the living room, all right, mm-hmm. and dude, we were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> and it, but I mean, it was because you guys it, get up and start jumping into each other, like. <laughs> well, I, there, was, there was a there was a story there was a story I was gonna mention in the last episode. Episode with that for nerds. I guess I'll mention it now. So uh, I don't. Nick wanted to hear it. So Nick, if you're listening, this is the story. So uh, DMX. It's dark and hell of time. It was a soundtrack. Always got everybody hyped up. We were we were all asleep in our house. We get an. Who's there? I'm not going to mention names, but a friend of ours knocks on Gilbert's window and says, "Guys, get up. We're going to go fight." So me, Gio, and Gilbert hop into Gio's car, right? No, it was my car. Your car. And then Gilbert was wearing a beanie. <laughs> we were all <laughs> hyped, up, hyped up, ready to fight. And the only thing that made sense was for us to blast Get At Me Dog while we're driving. Gio, Gio was going to go fight with you, too? I don't think Gio was in the car. I think it was just me and you. Oh, That was, was Gio. Gio was there. 100%. <laughs> I remember that. 100%. 100%. What the 100%. fuck? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And so now when it came to the actual fight, there was no actual fight. There was just a lot of people grandstanding. Nothing happened. But the fact that we were listening to DMX to get hyped up. Got to get ready, man. It, it, only made, it only made sense. <laughs> it only made sense. Like how, what, what other album would you listen to? He was, Which, he was Electric Youth. Hence, we're coming back full circle. Murder music. Mur- <laughs> no, no. This was this was there was no murder. Music but, to incite violence. Yeah. yeah. Or like Gil- Gilbert's quote in the in the late 90s, right inciting music. But uh but yeah, we were I, I no, it was yeah, Gilbert put on his beanie, 
We got to We put on. That's when you know Gilbert means business. Yeah, but cover that pretty head of yours. I swear, we were actually laughing the whole time. I had I had good hair back then. Yeah, Yeah, that's when you had the the great hair. That was Gilbert with the good hair. Shit, yeah. Yeah, but you were already going into fades and cutting it short. You didn't have long hair anymore. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we like we just he was embracing street Gilbert. Yeah, Yeah, you can't you can't go you can't listen to DMX and go to fight with the ponytail. I'm like. A fade and a beanie. Oh my God. <laughs> a fade and a beanie. That's how you go to fight. But uh, you know, it, it. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the soundtrack for those those couple of years, man. That 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 album. Nobody sounded like him. It was grimy as shit. Um, and I mean, it, it's you hear you hear his lyrics and you like you know you could tell he had been fighting himself internally, you know. But it was you know nothing sounded like that the moment you hear the uh, you're like oh this guy's bringing some shit but you know unfortunate passing um this uh this year man a lot of rappers yeah bro a lot of rappers uh what is it we've lost six already and prince marky d prince marky d um dmx black rob shock g um a few others and i apologize if i can't remember but you know what at least at least uh they left a lot of good memories and music behind so we can enjoy that and uh yeah this was a fucking dark episode i'm sorry guys oh, I didn't mean jesus it. christ but there is a good thing then our next episode is our 40th episode Woo. so and i haven't mentioned this in a long time and i've I've kind of I haven't paid attention to it, but we're creeping up on uh, four thousand plays nice. on on uh, on our podcast, and um, you know, guys, thank you for those that listen. Sorry that shout we shout out to the Chad. You haven't had a shout out to the Chad in a while. Chad, it's always the Chad. The Chad. <laughs> No, but that, you know, the, we've had so many. Oh, people and that... F and nerds. What does Eric Miller mean? I want to know the meaning behind that. All right, F and nerds, you guys heard that, but you know what? We haven't we haven't done shout outs in a little while, but I, you know, still our our most most famous our most famous our more uh, faithful listeners, the Chad, the Chad, LC, uh, Eileen, which is not only LC Lauren Conrad listens to our show. Yeah, we made it from the OC. <laughs> from the OC, is it, is it the OC. What was it like Laguna Beach? Um, who Lauren else? Conrad, baby. Is Lauren the one that was married to um she was the Jenny one Cutler? that cheated? No, no, that's Kristen Cavallari. She was oh, the, yeah, she was the wow. decent one. Lauren Conrad was trying to steal his his her woman, her man. Oh wow. You know, Kristen, gonna... it's like Kristen Cavallari was the good girl, but they presented her as the bad girl. She wasn't the bad girl. I should, I should build, quote, build quite a fortune for herself, too. Mm-hmm. Amazing, dude. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so who do we say? Chad, LC, Eileen. Um, back. Sorry. Uh, somewhere else no she's heard that joke a bit time. We almost... i'm sure she has that's why i stopped myself <laughs> um I, I, you know what i'm sorry my i'm fucking getting old and i'm forgetting but uh charlotte um is always is always listening um uh, but North Kakalaka. North Kakala. uh actually i i always forget his name but uh one of your friends gilbert is always gilbert listening. has friends oh yeah. that's the homie surge man yeah, yeah. Always, always listens, always, uh, you know, always follows us on social, on social media, but shout out to all those people. And I'm sorry for the people that I forget, but shout out to all of you guys. And thank you so much. 
And episode 40, we're going to make it fun, get out of this death, and, and hopefully, hopefully we don't lose another one. And hopefully people stop uh, putting out double music that's forcing uh, all these crimes to happen. But uh, Gilbert, yeah. you, you, you want to announce your your thing again? Well, according, according to, 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 uh, to Eric, it's a Memorial Day weekend, but it's not. It's May, it's May 8th and 9th. Uh, Lover's Rock is coming back to the Hilton, sponsored by the great people at 11 Vodka. Uh, shout out to my homie DJ Rafi Pryor is going to be there with, with me to, uh, on Saturday as well. Um, that's going to be fun, man. Aaron Saturday C. and Sunday, right? Saturday and Sunday, yeah. And Aaron C. Show Weekend's a big deal in Fort Lauderdale. It's crazy. I didn't realize how packed it's going to be. I, I've, I've, I've already warned people about getting there early because the traffic to get in and out of the beach is it's literally one road in and one road out so yeah that's interesting yeah but it's gonna be fun did you get a place to stay i did did you gilbert (laughs) i did too (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but even that i think we're heading out there later so yeah i'm kind of wondering like i wonder if they'll have ballet in the in the building yeah or maybe they they reserve for the people staying there too or the dj or the d well the dj <laughs> i couldn't even get a room yeah you couldn't even get a room the dj oh, so shout out to jay happy birthday jay. Oh, happy birthday that's right he turned 50 50th fucking birthday. that's crazy but yeah so next episode we're gonna make it special number 40 um we're gonna blow some shit up. We're gonna blow some fucking shit up. Nice. I don't have anything to blow up. You have anything to blow? Yeah, give me a two liter, some aluminum foil, and toilet bowl cleaner. All right. I'll bring some Mentos and some soda. Gilbert, what do you got? Don't you don't you have those little poppers? No, uh, I was. I'm all out. No, my daughter was here this weekend, and we popped them all. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> Tuesday it was Taco Tuesday, and I got excited. Excited, <laughs> pop a few. <laughs> All right, guys. I love you guys. Take love care. You, We're Peace. Out.